Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. As always, we were joined by Danny Kelly. We looked at some of the main talking points from this weekend's FA Cup action. We did. Danny uh, was on good form. He was. And uh, Jeff Innocent. Yeah. Like comedian. He a, came a, in. a comedian of long standing who was courtesy of social media has had a, quite an amazing recent year or so. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, we chatted to Jeff. He told us more about his story. Um, Mike Ward looked at some non-sporting TV. Mark your card for the week ahead. And um, what else? Oh, we had some clips of the week pewter. From uh, Mike Parry Sings. I should give you a trigger warning on that. But, uh, yeah, 2007 <laughs> they came from. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. We're still in the cup, Andy. We're still in the cup. Still in the fourth-round draw. Yeah, exciting, can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yes, we'll talk a bit more about the, those games later. But uh, 23 games on Match of the Day. I was thinking, blind, we'll need more than Oscars music. Yeah. We're talking to Danny. In the end, yeah, we're not doing all 23 <laughs> games. We're just going to look at the talking point. In the end, it's being it's like being coshed round the head with goals and highlights, isn't it? You're yeah. thinking, what's this? Who's gone blind? It's Kov. They scored six. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it is being like beaten yeah, around yeah, the head with bit, with highlights. There were some great strikes yeah. from outside the box. Definitely. There certainly yeah, were. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Um, I love this letter though that somebody wrote to the Star uh, about dancing about Torval and Dean. Mm. When you consider 24 million TV viewers watch their golden bolero performance or Balero as the person's written here. Balero. Balero in, in 1984. It's strange that Dancing on Ice judges Torval and Dean never received knighthoods. Arise, Sir Jane Torville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really worked that out, have you? Brilliant. Well played. Um, what else have we got here? I don't I, know. Oh, well, I'm not have a Do look. you want a bit of breaking football oh, news? Oh, yes, no, I've got something for you. Yeah, go on. Uh, Spurs, youngst- Spurs youngster Ashley Phillips, um, who's not really got a look in mm. since he arrived at the club. He picked up an injury. I think he would have got some game time. He's gone out on loan to Plymouth for the remainder of the season. Well, I'm delighted for you. Well, I'm just, I'm just passing. breaking news. It's, it's news. It's news from the world Can of we football. we have the stab? <laughs> I wouldn't say... Look, it's not big news. It just happens to be news. No, it's it's fair enough. just popped up on my phone. I quite so like we it. Are. We uh, wish him well. But I was looking at Darwin Nunes yesterday. Yeah. He's such a frustrating player. And I had this idea in 20 years' time, somebody calling him up at TalkSport. He's on Jim White's show. And he mm. says... I remember you at Liverpool, Darwin. So many misses. Yeah. <laughs> he does score, amongst them, though, he scores oh. some absolute corkers. Doesn't he? so frustrating. Though. Yeah. It's amazing. But I think you, you still think it'll come right for him, but we'll see. Yeah. And uh, what a goal, as you say, what a goal by Patrick Bamford. Well, yeah. So I thought it might be one of the Pushkas Award contenders. Cause it got was, to be. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. So I had a look at this three this year's three nominees. Mm. And they're quite good, yes. They're just, but you'd say... Bamford's right up there. Yeah, but I think that he'll come into next year. 
Yeah. Because it, it's 24. They're, they're well, the ball doesn't bounce. It's always great there. When it comes to play, take it on their chest and they turn and Fabulous hit it goal. like that. Fabulous finish. He's, I mean, he's always, yeah, he's he's always had it. that about him, hasn't it? But mm. it's always been sort of fairly sporadic. No, That's been the frustration. Yeah, I'm sure it was for him during so. his time at, at Chelsea. And as, you know, grade eight violin, as Max Rushford... Uh, Max Rushford. Max <laughs> Rushford. <laughs> I do love Max <laughs> Rushford. <laughs> yeah. Always <laughs> prefers, to, yeah, prefers to sit on Talk the left-hand <laughs> side of the studio. Talking of that, I was looking at the court circular today and uh, somebody was introduced into His Majesty's presence by... Barbara Backham. Oh, nobody likes the Backhams more than me. Yeah, they didn't like fan. Backham. David Backham, the whole family, <laughs> Romeo Backham. If you were the Backhams, you'd just start nicking their names. You would you? do, really. Eggy yeah. handshakes. You want to do eggy handshakes? Yeah, go on. Then. It was a lovely moment, actually. It involved one of your young players, Michael Golding, who mm. came on. The fourth official oh, yeah, that was clearly realised that he was yeah. uh, making his debut. I think he said to him, Is this your first game, son? He said, Yeah. So he kind of clapped hands with him, shook mm. his hand. And then he put his arm out to stop Golding going on. But Golding thought it was enough, so he gave him a second handshake, when a slightly eggy handshake. And uh, one of the listeners uh, spotted that. Gareth Merrick got in touch, and he said, uh, I, I thought of you guys on the show, thought it might get the listeners going. Yeah, it was good. Um, he said, I've done it myself before. I once met Bryn Law outside the Cardiff City Stadium, and I went in for a handshake and somehow managed to turn it in one, into one of those brotherhood greetings when you can shoulder the other person's chest. <laughs> Bryn yeah. definitely wondered what the hell I was doing and I got out there very sharpish. So, Gareth, thank you. We will ask the listeners today. I mean, it might be one of those moments that makes you go a bit, oh, you've got a bit of a hot flush because you're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. But eggy handshakes. Normally with famous people, they're better or yeah. maybe at a job interview. Maybe you just got it wrong. Slightly yeah. eggy handshakes, eggy greetings. Um, let's have a few of those. Talksport.com, text 8189. Tweet to TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Talking of Golding coming on, uh, there's a bloke on Twitter, he's called Chelsea Youth. He's he just, he's a big sort of proponent of all, everything that comes out of the Chelsea So he watches Academy. all the youth games he in the Academy. He watches all the youth games, games. He, gives, he knows all the youth players and he yeah. thinks that he's really, really angry that Poch has been putting goalkeepers on the bench and not youth players. Mm. And when when they brought on Thiago Silva, I don't know if it was, I think it was only, only 1 0 at the time, but yeah. still, he probably didn't need him against Preston. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to spontaneously combust the idea of bringing on a 40 year old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, they brought some of the kids on as well, they though, did, didn't they? Yeah, they you did. can't complain no, too much no. about that. So, um, anything else, Andy? You want to get off your chest? Um. Well, I, I think I'll save them for Danny. You're going to so save them for Danny. It's comments mostly, about... Uh, mostly yeah, about the FA Cup. About the FA Cup, really. I mean, uh, what else have we got? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. We were yes. looking, both looking at pictures of Keir Starmer. Oh, that was funny, yeah. It's a good spot by you, this. And it, it's fantastic. All the papers that sort of... Either right-leaning right or right-leaning. Yeah, all the right-leaning papers have got pictures of Keir Starmer playing for his oh, team. He's, he's letting a goal. He's yeah. letting, sometimes they've used two pictures from the same action, so it makes him look even worse. Yeah. Oh, he's got, it's gone right through his head, burst right through his hands. So absolutely pathetic. But the Daily Mirror, of course, is a sort of left-of-centre paper. Oh, uh, Keir showing some lovely ball skills. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful freeze on him doing some really good Great skills. Great body shape. I, I've not seen what The Guardian did. I take it they've got him doing a Bamford-like volley. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, isn't it? Yeah, this, he's been massively stitched up uh, in some of the papers, but uh, not in others.
So, as we said, eggy handshakes we're interested in uh, this afternoon. What else have we got for you today? Did you see Finn Russell wearing odd boots? I don't know if that's a deliberate kicking thing, which it might be with a kicker. Yeah, quite possibly. But it is odd, but it might have just did what my brother did once. He just put odd shoes on. I don't know if you've ever done that. One brown shoe, one black shoe. That takes some doing. I know. Well, you must have got dressed in the dark. Yeah. Uh, so you want odd shoe tails, do you? Yeah, odd, well, odd shoe, odd boots. Probably happened. Edson, odd shoe. <laughs> Is it, you want what? You want some of that? Yeah, I'll have an Edson, odd shoe. Have a couple of Edson, odd shoes. <laughs> Why not? Okay, fantastic. Sounds um, good to me. We'll be joined by Andy Brussel later on. We're talking European football. One of the stories that I was quite taken with today was Jesse Lingard has offered himself to Barcelona. Is good very nice. I've offered myself as well. I've just <laughs> dropped him a line um, because they've got problems with FFP. Mm. So uh, he's just, you know, have a punt. Why not have a punt? Maybe we'll get the listeners going on mm. that. I'd say Jesse Lingard saying, fancy me turning out for you. I know you've got no money. Jesse Lingard, <laughs> former Manchester United, England and Nottingham Forest. He made a big error not going to West Ham after yeah. he had that good spell there. That well, was I, a big mistake. Did they want him or they definitely well, I think wanted they him did, back, did, they? But he did. I think he, he plumped for Forest, didn't he? So did uh, did you ever really take a massive punt? Um, and in what circumstances, we'd love to know. Um, also, the, the Bazaar, the showbiz column in The Sun, has a new... Uh, editor and she was uh, writing a kind of state of play what she planned to do and she says at the end of it oh and to the reader who made their feelings clear about how many photos we use of Rita Ora we hear you that wasn't you was it? <laughs> it, <laughs> it probably just, was it sounded like it was probably you Andy getting quite Rita, upset about Rita's that. absolutely terrible on the Mars Singer is she? no not terrible in this fact her performance is terrible but terrible at guessing oh okay oh dear I mean, some of the guesses are fairly outlandish, mm. aren't they? I mean, I have to watch that. On fast I think forward. it's Mariah Carey. Yeah, it's not going to be Mariah <laughs> no, exactly. Carey, is it? You're not going to get Mariah Carey for about five grand. Well, no, Dion Warwick was in the first week. Wow. Yeah, but it felt like it was really engineered to sort of unveil that it was her. You know, yeah, because she was never going to do two weeks, was she, Dion? No. I mean, I would imagine the people inside those suits. There's a bit of work to do. You've got to mm. sing. It's probably quite an earner for the celebs involved. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was once in the company of a celeb mm. who um, who said to me, they've asked me to do stars, and this is a long time ago, in mm. the first, I think when Matthew Kelly was doing it, they've asked me to do stars in their eyes, but I don't fancy it. I, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the agent to call me back, but I really don't fancy it. And uh, we were in a restaurant, and then he said, oh, so I better take this call. Popped out the restaurant, and he came back, and he sat down, and he said, I'm doing stars in their eyes. <laughs> I said, why did change eyes? I said, 12 grand. <laughs> exactly. So I would imagine. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Oh, no, it's going to be lucrative. So I would imagine, yeah, the, the Mars Singer. The longer singer. you stay in. The Jesse Lingard is. just contacted the Mars Singer. Yeah, he said, I'll do Just it. Uh, said he's prepared to do it. So anyway, um, eggy handshakes, mm. massive punch you took, Edson odd shoe stories. Um, Odson, uh, sorry, Odson. Uh, that doesn't really work, does it? Edson Odshu. It should it's be Odson Edshu. Odson Edward is what yeah, it should be. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well done. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The showbiz agent and listener to this show has been in touch this afternoon. He said, I can give you on good authority that the top names on The Masked Singer get healthy six-figure fees for up to seven days' work. Whoa. No wonder Dion Warwick said yes. That's absolutely um, right. And maybe I can get you on there Andy but that, that terrible moment when you take the head off and everybody goes who? who? <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't happen it's harsh isn't it? <laughs> anyway time to look back over the not FA. wrong though let's yeah, be honest that's what would happen let's yeah, be honest look true. back over the FA Cup uh, weekend in the company of Danny Kelly good afternoon Dan
Sorry, can't hear oh, we can see. The start of the, oh, yeah. oh, We've got we you, Danny. Hello, sorry, Danny. yes, sorry. Curry, carry on. Yeah, lovely to see uh, you. Yeah, Andrew, absolutely. Happy New Year and all yeah, that. Indeed. Lovely. So, uh, let's crack on. Lots to get through. And I, well, I, actually, uh, Paul, we can't crack on. Two things. One, yeah. Jesse Singard. Obviously, Jesse Singard. Jeff- <laughs> uh, <laughs> and two, I, would, I, I missed this morning's meeting where I, I'm sure Andy was extolling the virtues of Timo Werner to you. Oh, wow. yes. I mean, look, to be honest, Andy said the other day, when he was linked with Manchester United, we mm. chatted transfers, mm. and he said, look, you know, he does drive him out being offside, and his finishing can be a bit ropey, but he creates space for other players. You know, he's very quick. I mean, you were yeah, sort of talking like, him up. Basically, that's what Son does, except oh. Son scores goals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. That old thing, that old thing, yeah. 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 He, he does... Lo- He's not clinical, that's the thing. It's as close as it comes to a no-brainer, really. It's well, wages. You can't lose. With no obligation to buy, Danny. I mean, my personal it's good thing, in the press, too. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think he fits the system. We'll find out, won't we? Well, but, I mean, yeah. if they start a forward line of, of um, uh, Timo Werner, Son and Brennan Johnson, they only need to get one more in and they can win the 200 metres relay at the upcoming Olympics, <laughs> can't they? True. Going out with a bat. <laughs> it's very <laughs> true. It's very... They absolutely will. They'll be running around the edge of the pitch yeah. training for Paris in six months' time. <laughs> I say to Paul, so, I love Angie's attitude in the press conference. It's fantastic. We need to yeah. tell that bloke, don't, don't, don't question, question my integrity. integrity. Yeah, turned on, yeah, turned on one of the journos, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it would be great if he if if he ever interviewed. They did it. They set up Ange interviewing Jerry Francis, two men <laughs> who never look at each other. Honestly, no, the cameras both two men the looking at their feet with their heads slightly. <laughs> and then moving. they could bring in a, 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 as a sort of moderator Derek Thompson from Casualty, who yeah. always looks past anybody <laughs> he's talking to. Oh, that would be Charlie brilliant. Fair. I think he's yeah. left. Isn't he? I think he may have yeah. done. Yeah, yeah well, he'll be on the Mars Singer soon. Hundred K. Who's going to say no to that? <laughs> so um, let's do a bit of an overview generally. What was your gut feeling looking back over the third round? There were there were plenty of interesting talking points. Some mm. positive, some negative. But considering there were no absolutely standout ties apart from um, Arsenal-Liverpool, really, uh, it was a pretty good third round, I think. I mean, the the football was fine. The FA Cup third round, I think spreading out over five days, means. I mean, I'm I'm a person of a certain age now. It lacks the sort of impact of sitting down three o'clock on the first Saturday of the new year and going bang here comes the FA Cup third round but these things that, that's diluted it slightly the thing that's interesting about the English FA Cup as opposed to its equivalents all over the continent which have been going on with some amazing stories is of course that professional football now goes so far down the leagues that you're not really talking about sort of teams who are going to go to a team from the, from the championship or league one and get battered or or have no chance because even the fifth level of English football is completely professional, and soon some of those teams will drop into the Nationals Leagues North and South, and there'll be professional footballers playing at the sixth level of English football. Hmm. It's not quite the sort of um, fairy tale of dr- dr- giants like that, and yeah. stuff, but you hmm. know that, that was that was, it was in the past, and and still is in in other co- countries. I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. Um, this week in in France, mm. a pub team. I mean, the Golden Lion from Martinique, who are a pub, yeah. travelled a, a total of twelve thousand miles to get Blimey. beat twelve nil at Lille. That's a cup tie. Yeah. Um, we just don't have that anymore, do we? Um, so you have to rely on the players and the clubs to put out their best teams, have a go, um, and by and large, it did. But in terms of the results, I suppose Maidstone. 
beating Stevenage. Stevenage mm. in great form, of course. Looks like a big FA Cup upset. Is it really Mason's professional team and all the rest of it? I'm not so sure anymore. Easily getting a draw. And there was mm. also an opportunity, something you only often see in the third round with lower league sides, is there was... I, I, I did a freeze frame on match of the day of an Eastley fan celebrating the equaliser. And he's probably in his 60s looking mm. at it. And he is waving and has clearly made uh, a cut-out FA Cup oh, yeah. cardboard, which he has covered in silver oh, foil. Oh, that's such a yeah. It's lovely. You, it's don't, you don't see that at Liverpool versus Arsenal. But, Paul, do you? you don't, but... You you're, you're pressing on a bruise here of tremendous antiquity that has caused me, I would say, more pain over my lifetime than, and I've had a pretty colourful backstory, as you mm. know, um, than anything else. When Arsenal did the double in 1971, my family, all Arsenal fans, we lived right near the stadium, went off to the town hall to greet them. And I remember oh, sitting no. in the kitchen, watching my brothers and sisters making FA Cups um, and covering them in tinfoil, whereas it was a beautiful May day, very sunny. I stood in the garden of my house, because I didn't go, listening to half a million Arsenal fans cheering the team back down to the Eastern <laughs> Town Hall. And that FA Cup covered in foil is my most horrible memory of a pretty disastrous life. <laughs> Triggering, Danny, I think Can we I, call I, it absolutely these days. Yeah, I, yeah. say, I liked Eastleigh manager Richard Hill. Yeah. I looked him up a bit, and... He ah. played at Northampton under Graham Carr, Alan Carr's dad. Yes. That's what I'd mentioned. There was, there was a lovely... It was in the Eastleigh game where we had the second yellow, wasn't it, of course, for the, the jump for the ball with the elbows flying. The sort of thing you can get away with uh, at a certain level, but you're not going to get away with a bit further up the food chain. Um, that will take you on to the other thing then the differential in the refereeing because hmm. we didn't have VAR in all the games and I'm sure you want to talk about that. I mean... That was the odd thing for me, was watching games with no VAR. Um, I can't tell whether they were better or worse decisions reached. We're past that now, aren't we? Mm -hmm. But the relief of knowing that the thing you are going to see, whether yeah. it was a, a goal dis disallowed or an offside decision, that it was going to stand. Mm, yeah. That's the decision. I think people and, accept it. They do. You know. Well, I, I, Andy, I'm, as you know, I was one of the great proponents of VAR, at least in my mind I was a great proponent. Hey, let's call it a proponent. I could not concede that it was going to go so badly. Yeah. Um, a, a valuable warning to me when I kept bringing up my next harebrained scheme um, that don't mm. always work out. Mm. But it was a relief watching one where the referee, good, bad or indifferent, at least had the final say. And we weren't going to go through the procedures that we've become, A, so used to and B, so sickened by. Yeah, the amount of lower league managers or uh, football league managers that would love to see it, even the... Uh, Ian Ever fools. after the, the game fools the Paul there's no game. other word they're just fools they, they, the evidence their own eyes I mean yeah. is it just because they're wishful thinking I wish I was in the, a Premier League manager oh they got VAR so that, that, that's a, you know glamour by association look the competition you could argue is a bit odd that it, some games do and some games don't but truthfully um, in any competition some people get Michael Oliver to referee their game and some people get some nitwit yeah. who'll be gone out of the league in a fortnight. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's not always an exact playing field, is it, officiating? But, yeah, that, that whole idea of having VAR in some games. So, for example, in the Luton-Bolton replay, there won't be VAR in the replay, yet there was in the first leg. I mean, the FA that, have made a nonsense of it, as they did last year. Have it, have yeah. it, either have it or don't have it for the whole competition, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think that's about right, Paul. As I say, you don't... Yeah, it can be a lottery officiate and you don't want to add to that chaos by having different rules for different yeah, games after, after we come back I'll tell you about another uh, bit that where we'll be needing extra VAR so right okay Ooh. and we're going to talk about these seven Premier League sides that find themselves in replays and having their warm weather training in Dubai 
cut short. Although, according to Jordan Henderson, you don't want to be doing that. It's too warm. Um, so, we'll be chatting to Danny Kelly more, looking back over the FA Cup weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Danny Jacobs here on TalkSport. Danny Kelly is with us. We're reflecting on the big talking points from the FA mm. Cup this weekend. And uh, we should talk about the Arsenal Liverpool game. It was the standout fixture. It was an engrossing game. I mean, dominated by Arsenal yeah, in the first absolutely. half. Infuriating for their fans, I'm sure, because they had so much of the ball and so many chances, didn't put them away, and it kind of felt inevitable as the game went on that Liverpool would uh, find a way. Mm. I mean, there's been a lot of naval gazing, I'm sure, about what the issue is at Arsenal. They're obviously not in the position to go out and spend big in January but I mean some creative I mean they've got Edu there they've got some good creative staff they've picked up good players in the past maybe there is business they could do to improve things up front before the window closes I guess I mean you're, you're absolutely right they, do, they I mean they absolutely dominate the first half of the game I'm not sure about the inevitability of Liverpool's uh, goal but I, I suppose you mean um, if you've not if you watch enough football Paul if mm. one team completely dominates you yeah. can be sure and don't score the other team will because Liverpool um, were getting back into it Danny they were they were suddenly looking more threatening and, much better yeah. and it was half. psychologically yeah. playing on Arsenal that they dominate for so much and they were obviously thinking here we go they're going to get one I mean uh, they they chose not to pick an out now striker Arsenal let's let's have that right first mm. and foremost they they chose to go on the pitch with three kind of wide players up front for whatever reasons. Um, but it is, you know, it's both a product of the fact that there are so <laughs> few out-and-out strikers in the world these days because we play mm. with just one person with that skill set in every major team. But, you know, Arsenal, and you could name 20 clubs across Europe who don't have a, a centre-forward in which they completely trust. I mean, in Ketia, you know, he has moments when he's obviously a very, very efficient striker, but they, they, they don't... He's not the first name on the on the on the team sheet. Gabriel mm. Jesus is a fantastic all-round footballer, but not a natural finisher. And I, I, I don't know whether it's the shortage of strikers or just a lack of straightforward forward planning by clubs. I mean, you know, you can go out by Manchester United and spend seventy million on a, a centre forward. And it's a punt. Yeah. You get them from the Premier League. <laughs> excuse so, me, they don't pass to him. That's the problem. What Hoyland? Hoyland, yeah, sure, and and but, and that's why yeah. when you see them talking about getting too promoting, I think Manchester United have got to press on with Project Hoyland, um, improve the team to give him a chance to prove that he can be a top striker. Yeah. To start messing with his confidence now, maybe they need a backup, maybe he needs a rest. I don't know. Um, seems a bit odd to me, but Arsenal are one of many many clubs who just don't have uh, a centre forward that they completely trust. Um, Chelsea fans are enjoying uh, Havertz at Arsenal, honestly. He's, he's exactly the same. And when he had like three or four games, that people go, oh, he's the what a play, he's the answer. But that's what he does. Every 10 games, I was saying Paul on the phone this morning, he has three games where he's completely wasteful, three games where he's completely anonymous, and three games where he's all right. And that's so inconsistent. There is a player there, but, you know, I don't think he's right for them. I've asked you before, Andy, but I can't remember your answer. What is he? What? What? What, what is he? What in in the modern parlance? What is he? An eight? A nine? A six? Oh, what specific position? Nobody knows. That's that, that's half oh. the problem. <laughs> He's it's a great mystery. Nobody yeah. knows. Nobody. Knows. Um, I did so, notice something about Arsenal though. They've yeah. got this thing. I noticed when I went watch them live at Brentford, they take a an, a massive amount of time over every set play. It could be a throw on. Could be a corner. Could be a free kick. I don't know whether it's a deliberate thing. It must be a deliberate because in the Brentford game, it was like in the first 10 minutes, I thought they can't be time-wasting it. I think it's to sort of 
I don't know, hope that the concentration fades if you wait so long to take the kick. It's a bit of <clears throat> psychological warfare. It's interesting, yeah. yeah. And the other thing I've noticed is that placing the ball as close to the quadrant for a corner yeah. without yeah. actually touching it or... It's become a sort of art form now. Yes. It's like, you, yes. you, know, you think they're going to need Hawkeye soon to see whether a goal will be oh. scored from a corner and they'll go, no, sorry, that wasn't right. Wow. I mean, it only, really takes, pushing it. it only takes a tiny zephyr of wind to move one blade of grass under <laughs> the ball at a corner and it's out of, the, it's out of whack now, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't, I'm, can somebody explain to me, professional footballers, what is the advantage of having the ball a yeah. quarter of a centimetre nearer the goal from a corner? I think it's the angle, isn't it, that from, the, from where you take I it? I guess, but, you know, there were plenty of great corners delivered over the years by players when that wasn't such a thing. Uh, yeah, and it hasn't changed size. You know, it hasn't got no, smaller. It's very, um, very odd. So as we what said, one of, the other, one of the other themes of the weekend was managers moaning about replays. Mikel Arteta had said it before the Liverpool game. He wondered if there was a better way of doing things. Thomas Frank, a normally very level-headed bloke, said he didn't think it was a great idea. Then Nuno was uh, railing against it. I mean, I think there's been a feeling of lower league managers saying, well, you know, tough, suck it up. I agree with them. I mean, it's, it's what the FA Cup is. If, if you haven't got the chance to get a, a replay against and then get through to the fourth round... What's the point of it? If you're drawn, or otherwise, Jeff Stelling's right. Otherwise, you've basically got to seed the draw and put all the non-league and lower league teams at home in the first mm. to make sure they get yeah. a payday. If you're yeah. going to get rid of replays, you're going to have to do that. Yeah, or Andy, a slight. I mean, far be it from me to go against Jeff Stelling, but a slight variant, and that is you give the team who, at the moment, the draw is lower in the pyramid the choice of whether they play at home or away, and that way we'd also see whether they're seriously competing in this game by having it at home or whether they and you, they might say this will keep our club going for three years. Yeah. And so we'll decide we will play at Old Trafford. Give them the choice. Mm. Um, Such are the riches, though, of the Premier League clubs. It could be like Sting in Quadrophenia, couldn't it? Ace face sort of standing there saying, OK, I'll just cash you up. Would you take a cheque? <laughs> well, basically, I'll put any compensation you want for us not to pay you again. We go through, here's a big fat cheque. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's there's no great sporting integrity in that, but that no, might but be your way. Paul, if, you're, if, that, if that happens, you'll be extending that into the Premier League and teams in mid-table mm. um, in April will be selling their points to the teams at the bottom of the table. It's <laughs> true. I mean, sure, sure you don't idea. want that to happen again, do you? No. <laughs> Seven teams, though. Palace, Everton, Brentford, yeah. Wolves, Luton, Nottingham Forest and West Ham. No, it's so not, all facing all replays, do, having their winter it. breaks cut oh, short. I've been on the phone to major hotels in Dubai trying to get a cheap deal now. There'll be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be loads of spare rooms, <laughs> won't there? There will be a lot of cancellations. Uh, I want to say a quick word for the referee in the Arsenal Liverpool game, John Brooks. A man does get a lot of uh, attention. I think he's a really good referee. Light touch, unfussy, let them play. We always have a go at the It's good to hear a referee talked up, Andy. Thank you. I thought I'd mention it. That is very nice. Cut to John Brooks soaring Chelsea off in the next game (laughs) when he'll absolutely (laughs) slaughter him. And Andy demanding his deportation. (laughs) That's probably true. Um, Kevin De Bruyne's return now with Mm. with flowing locks. Do we like like Kevin's slightly longer hair? It's quite rakish. I quite like it. Enough in this house to have... Uh, Mrs. Kelly, massive football fan and, and not the stupidest person, saying, how does he do that? I'd like my hair to be like that. So <laughs> I did say to her, you do realise 
my beloved, that the return of one of the greatest footballers <laughs> in the Premier League is actually of more import than, oh, he's got... I like the way he's passing his hair yeah. now. Well, Paul seemed to be impressed. Well, I was asked. That was my yeah. first takeaway take when I saw away. him on the pitch. Well, Paul, Paul is one of those with hairstyle choices still available yeah. to him, so <laughs> I suppose true. it's a bigger deal, <laughs> you know? True, yeah. So now, now the talk is about Foden having played so well there, as he did again yesterday, albeit against Huddersfield. And it was great the City fans were singing We Want Ten because that was a fairly infamous fixture mm. from back in the day of... Paul Stewart and David Oldfield and, and David White and others. But, mm. um, but yeah, and accommodating Foden and De Bruyne centrally. Uh, I mean, we don't need City any stronger than they already are, but, I mean, he's it's, it's going to find a way. From what he said, he, he will find a way. I guess th- this is what I always think is the Busquets syndrome. As long as Rodri stays fit, you can play almost anybody in front of him mm. because of the things, that, that his particular skill sets, his size... Mm. The way he plays the ball, his positional sense. Um, as long as Rodri stays fit, then I think they can, you know, they, they wrote, already rotate the centre-halves around him. Um, their massive selection of centre-halves. Um, and they can do the same with tricky midfielders. Um, it's interesting because City have not yet, and perhaps the lack of De Bruyne has been on the issue, have not yet played the kind of football we were seeing at the end of last season. Um and I'll be interested to see if De, if De Bruyne was the issue with them, whether for all the skill and inter-movement and understanding of the game that the rest of their players bring, you do, at every level, you do need one player who can just say, this is the pass that's coming now and no one's going to stop it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, one of the best uh, players in the world. There, there is. Is. I mean, just oh, the absolutely. pure depth in their squad. Whenever they, when, when they are selecting young players like Bob, etc., they are... They are oh, step- Oscar Bob, by the way, the name Oscar Bob. Yeah. Well done, everybody. Well it does done. sound like a police call sign, doesn't it? An alternative yeah. one. But, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, or sound like a cab company would use. But, All I can hear is how is Bob's health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as Oscar Bob's health. Well, he's in rude health. He's playing very and, well. And, uh, as yet, no, no commentator has managed to go, Bob? Yeah. Like it's, a, yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit Blackadder, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a, you've got to say it in that way. Mm. Yeah. Danny Kelly's with us. We're going to talk about Patrick Bamford, a uh, bit of Sunderland, Newcastle. Mm. Jordan Henderson's return. Doesn't like the hot weather. What did he expect? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back over the FA Cup weekend. Alan from Northern Ireland said FA Cup was great. No VAR, few tasty tackles. Ref's decision final. Found it all very refreshing, mm. did Alan. I take it watches a fair bit of Premier League football I've generally. A definite pen in the Middlesbrough Villa game, but I can't yeah. remember what it was, not there? It, there? There was, wasn't there? There was a couple of decisions that probably would have been overturned. Mm. On VAR, but you know it was no it was no poor for it, I suppose, unless you were the team who was being sawn off. Mm. Now I'd like to make an apology. I did say earlier on uh, the, the, the standout game was probably Arsenal Liverpool. You probably will argue it was, but running it pretty close was Sunderland Newcastle. One of the listeners said, "Come on, boys, what about that?" Completely my fault. The trouble is, I I, mm. I I forgot that because it was such a disappointment. Simply because there was just this chasm, Danny. In class the, between the, the two ballad, sides, the ballad of poor defending. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's it's a huge difference between sort of you know top the middle of the Premier League well, and, and even the top see, of the Championship. We're seeing, aren't we? You know, where the the, the teams who were promoted out of the Championship last year look like they're going to go down this year. The teams who got relegated um, and all praise Ipswich Town for breaking into that cabal. Um, look like they're going to go straight back up again. So something, there is a huge gap. And if you get a day like that where Newcastle um, find a bit of their form after a pretty sticky patch and Sunderland 
couldn't get Jack Clark into the game, who has been their difference maker mm. um, so far this season. I mean, the gap was yawning, and I was yawning at the game. There was no competition in the match at all, was there? No, no. it was, um, it real was a disappointment. tough watch for the old Sunderland fans, but yeah, uh, yeah it didn't quite. Yeah, I mean, the first goal was a bit unlucky, the own goal. The second one was a ricket, and then I've written here, Ballard played like a bollard. <laughs> Such a terrible <laughs> he had, challenge. He had a good game yes. early on. Well, it was a bit unlucky. Terrible. I only saw the highlights. Yeah. So. No, he was. You know, he had, the, the, he'd actually the, played pretty well. <laughs> The highlight for me was watching a piece of film upon the up of the myriad coaches taking the 6,000 Newcastle fans down the road yeah. for the game. Just, to, I mean, obviously as a former railman, I'm disappointed nobody can trust themselves to go on a train anywhere in Britain these days. Um, but watching, I mean, I, the question I ask myself is, what do all those coaches do during the rest of the time? Um, you know, there were hundreds of them. Well, there true, were dozens actually. of them. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're looking at like, expensive items. So they just stay in the garage waiting for the next plum draw from the FA Cup. <laughs> then they all go. They'll, they'll be doing sort of mystery tours to sort of North Shields and stuff. Won't they be doing stuff like that? Walls End, be, yeah, I imagine, they'll be, yeah. They'll be doing bits and pieces like that. Do they play with a different ball in the FA Cup? Because there were so yeah. many strikes from outside the box. I thought the one from Poirot was like a oh, World yes. Cup 82 blaster. It, I've written it was. Down. It was a bit of yeah, a knuckle He has that ball, in his locker, though, is that to use yeah. the cliche, Andy. Mm. He'd... Once mm. in a blue moon, he he belts the ball. And you think, oh, he, that is very sweetly struck. Yeah. Um, and of course, can I say something about? That? I mean, I thought it was a wonderful goal. And I was jumping around the living room. Of course, I was. Is the goalkeeper in in, in twenty twenty four just allowed to stand there and watch it go in? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He was he absolutely really rooted, wasn't it? Well, it was moving all over the yeah, shop, wasn't it? Sometimes, really? as a goalkeeper, okay, I'm being harsh. Then all right, I take I accept that. Could overread. That was another great strike from outside the box. Some really We're talking about great strikes. Um, oh, no. oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patrick Bamford. Um, Does all the time, I'm told by Leeds fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, what what a goal! I mean, it was an absolute mm. cracker. As Andy said, Pushkas Award. It's, it's, it's got a fighting chance. Um, we were saying, is that the haircut of a man though with grade eight violin? He's made a bit of a statement haircut on his return from surgery. He wants to be noticed. Mm. I, I didn't recognise him at first. And the beard. It's, yeah. the kind of blonde rinse that he's gone with it, it, well I, 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 mean, I, I live and learn I had, didn't realise that he was a, a maestro at cello yeah. is it you so very good very according good. to this is Max mm. Rushton who always reminds us that grade 8 violins he's got to be pretty tidy I mean he could knock out a tune on the fiddle I would imagine on the on the team coach a, a real a real toe tapper Oh, you, you should hear his come on Eileen on the way yeah. back to the victory. Yeah, they went down to Georgia. I yeah. <laughs> Another violin-based pop songs. Uh, come oh, on, yeah, let's have way. your violin-based pop songs. I mean, I don't know about the haircut. It, it reminded me that um, we just were talking about the FA Cup and replays. David Connolly used to play up front for the Republic of Ireland. Mm -hmm. Between what I can't remember uh, either team, so forgive me. Someone will put you right on on on, on the tweets here. He, they, they had the, the the game in the FA Cup as a draw. And then they had the replay. And in between the two games, David had bleached his hair completely blonde. And when asked um, why he'd done this, in all seriousness, he said, I thought it would confuse the defenders. They might think I was a different player and play differently than they did when they marked me out the first leg. <laughs> and I wonder whether Bamford, who's got tremendous grief from Leeds fans about lack of finishing... And decided, right, I'll come back as somebody else now. Yeah. I'll, I'll just come back as a completely different player. He went to his usual barber and he said, um, you know, new, you know, back from injury now, new you, what do you fancy? Mm. What a bit of a bit of a blonde slash grey fade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a look a lot of players are going yes. for at the moment, but yes. uh, I just didn't imagine 
Patrick well, Bamford to go for it. What, should, what, should, what should a maestro of the cello, what should he be having as a haircut then, Paul? Since I, you're obviously the haircut czar this week. Well, shouldn't he kind of grow it long and have it in a big sidey so when he's playing the fiddle, it kind yeah. of drapes and the sweat runs onto the violin? Oh, that that's would, a good idea. Well, that would you, be a good you, look, You've got it? showbiz connections, Paul. Yeah. I think you should be ringing Andre Rue now yeah. to find out <laughs> that's, what is the correct haircut that's for my, a cellist. I'm using the Andre Rue yardstick. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's my new And a full track as well yes, yes. Paul impressed me this morning with a bit of knowledge that I didn't know about QPR oh yeah what a stat this is we we're going to get Birch on to poke, uh, poke him with sticks an absolute corker um, yeah this is a stat um, uh, sorry QPR fans but you have made FA Cup history you're probably aware of this uh, apparently, according to the Sun, they have now exited the FA Cup 52 times at the third round stage. <laughs> it's not great, The most of any club in the competition's history. 52 times at the third round stage. This despite the Trevor Sinclair overhead kick, which yeah. I can't remember if that was third or fourth. And being 2-0 up, and fans must have been dreaming of 2-0 yeah. up. Yeah. Dreaming of the fourth round. The, up, <laughs> the sunlit, sunlit uplands of the fourth round. Yes, absolutely. It does seem weird. Just time for uh, a quickie. Um, what we got? Oh, yes, uh, Jordan Henderson wants out. Um, mm. Quite surprised by the warm weather in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and um, it's, well, it's I presume not for him. <laughs> if um, we follow uh, Jordan's logic um, and uh, all, uh, except he's telling the truth, and it is being too hot. To level out his career, he must sign for Bodo Glimt now, mustn't he? <laughs> they're, they're in, the, they're in Europe. <laughs> they're in Europe, and they're a very good team. Mm. Um, and but. I mean, I mean the money's quite as good at Bodo Glimp, though, Danny. No, it's not. Well, they're not short of back by the Norwegian standards, by Saudi standards. That's that's correct. Um, yeah. They in in their um, planning to replace the current very successful manager, they've just hired the uh, manager of the second best team in Norway. So they're into the Bayern Munich thing of hobbling your rivals. Hmm. Um, because they have got more money than any other Norwegian club. But Jordan Henderson, let, let's be truthful here. Um. We all, if that contract had been put in front of us, we would have all signed it. That's the truth of it. But then don't be going there and saying, um, I'm doing it to progress the game in Saudi Arabia when yeah, clearly you've, you've had, had your career extended and your bank balance enhanced by it, particularly after all the things he's said about, you know, various issues that he's spoken out on. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world that he has damaged his own reputation slightly. Um, but don't be coming back and making out it's about the weather and stuff. It, it was a bad idea, and his reputational damage will remain for yeah. the time being. He's been linked with Chelsea, which yeah, is yeah. You're not you're, you're not averse to that. You think well, a bit of experience in midfield. I, I I think it would help Chelsea. They're such a young team, they could do with somebody with his experience. But the, I don't think the fans would be having it much. I mean, he's going to have to take. Oh, well, he's going to have to pay some money back because he's not been there uh, long enough to to get the full benefit of the. The, um, the the wages you can earn over there, and obviously even coming to Chelsea, I mean, it, it would take a bit of a hit, wouldn't he? Yeah. I imagine he'd still be on, you know, he wouldn't be taking him washing in the evenings. He'd have enough, <laughs> he'd have enough money. It would be interesting to see as well what the Saudi. Let's say the cloud, his Saudi club agrees to it. They paid thirty million for him six mm. months ago. Yeah, how much would they want for Jordan Henderson? Um, does he got do so starch much collars? Can... I think he does. Just, yeah. Do you a starch collar? Oh, do okay. all that. Yeah. Do, he's got a little ironing service. <laughs> what he called himself? They call it the I don't, the Sunderland Press or something like <laughs> that. He called himself. Yeah. I would imagine he'd have a little van driving all around South West London when so he wasn't playing Andy for you. Andy Jacobs, all for the Henderson. I mean, on a football level, yeah. You actually, think that's a good idea, do you? Well, I, you know, I, I can see the logic of it, but you know. 
whether that I doubt it will happen. It yeah. And uh, Bobby happen. Firmino is having is having buyer's remorse yeah, as were, well. Last time on Trans Europe Express, we were getting mm. uh, the first uh, hints from Brazil that he too um, is slightly regretful of his decision uh, to go to Saudi Arabia. He did talk about the possibility of going back to Brazil, but even with the influx of money that's gone into some of the Brazilian clubs, they could not afford. Uh, for Mino, of course, he could just say, "I'll go and play there for nothing." Yeah. Um, but it looks like it would almost certainly have to be Spain or back to the Premier League uh, yeah. for for Mino. Again, he's another one, isn't he? He's not quite an out-and-out -out striker, so he's not a solution to Manchester United's problem. He's not a solution to Arsenal's problem. Mm. Um, he's, he's he's another one. He's a link player, isn't he? And yeah. a brilliant, brilliant link player. Let's Absolutely. not kid ourselves. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, kind of. Once again, it's Clips of the Week Pewter. They're back for the new year. We've uh, dug into some old mini disc found in a corner gathering dusts, and uh, they're warts and all, curated by the producer. Not gold, but pewter. It must be about four years, because they've ranged from 2003 to sort of 2007, I don't know. It's a lucky dip most of mm. the time. Uh, we'll kick off with Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues. Will, good luck to him, had fished a match at Larford on the Friday and decided to stay overnight on the off chance that he might get lucky. Aye, aye. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, fair enough. I think, he meant, I think he meant fishing-wise, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, staying with Fisherman's Blues, this is a very odd call. Yesterday I was fishing a club match and I experienced feeling that I was soaking wet all around my, my bum, my groins, my legs... Okay, yeah. I take it you were sitting on damp grass. <laughs> yeah, or you were in the actual water. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Experience that you feeling that may have done it. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's the moose for the world's shortest interview. Matthew, now, you're a bit annoyed, annoyed aren't you, that uh, more Baggies fans couldn't be here today? Yeah. 
Is that shorter than the Carlos Tevez? I think it, oh, I think it is. It's yeah, actually it shorter is, than his Carlos Tevez interview. <laughs> this is Alan Brazil now with a very strange plea to the listeners. Because please, you know who it is. Stop sending me money. <laughs> what was going on? <laughs> no idea. Please stop sending me who money. Who sending out money? I've got no idea. <laughs> uh, here's Graham Beecroft talking food. They'll try anything which I fancy in a, a different country. I think I might draw a line at dog in South Korea or something like that. I don't think I'd fancy that particularly. But, you know, it's horses for courses, isn't it? Well, you'll eat horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his horse meat restaurant, Beaky, that he opened in Southport. Horses for courses. Yeah, be good. The, at the time, Derby County manager Billy Davis now. And how do we know it was him? Well, he told us. Yeah. You know, and I hear a lot of people talk about the signings that Billy Davis has made, but the one thing that people forget, when Billy Davis first joined Derby County, there was only 17 players and one recognised striker. You do realise you're Billy Davis, Billy <laughs> it's Davis, don't you? The most ridiculous thing anyone can ever do. Um, this is where it doesn't. Yeah, this just says this is Mike Parry. I don't know what to mm. expect. I'm a big David Beckham fan, but part of being a fan of David Beckham is the way he handles celebrity with such a plume. A plume? <laughs> a plume? How about a Finished bomb? with a plume? <laughs> Dear me. Uh, back to Nigel Botherway now, posing one of life's great questions. There's not a fish that swims that doesn't like maggots. What's your favourite colour? What's your favourite colour of maggots? It's not a question you get asked every day. What's your favourite colour maggot? They, tend to they all a, come in the same maggot sort of colour. A fleshy sort of yellow, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's maggots. That's what they tend to I've be. I've never seen anything maggots other than those. I mean, Do you like the bright green ones? Oh, I love those. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the pink ones yeah. are nice. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, Very yeah. nice, yeah. Is it me? Yeah, I think it might be me, actually. Mike Parry again now, getting musical. Now, to bow, what was their song? Um, China in your hands, wasn't it? China in your hand. Bop, bop. Bop, 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 bop. I remember that very well. Yes. <laughs> Trucking Loza says Lulu. Lulu. Yeah, absolutely, Lulu. And uh, what was her most famous song? You know I just don't want to shout everybody. Don't you shout everybody. Uh, shout. I think that was the only record she ever made, wasn't it? I don't think so, Mike. That's uh, fantastic, wasn't it? Absolutely bonkers. It's like meeting a drunk in a pub, isn't it? Just, I remember it. Anyway, mate, none got, of the lyrics. Anyway, mate, I've got to go. So, yeah, lovely to meet you. I'm trying to age your way out the pub. And unfortunately, Mike's singing didn't stop there. Oh, of course it didn't. I've liked the violin ever since Slade used it. Do you remember Slade in the yes. early days? Do you think of the hundreds and hundreds of years that there's been this wonderful violin? I'm not having a pop at Jimmy Lee, the bass player slash violinist in Slade. But still, I mean, you know, that wouldn't be my first call. When I think of, come on, let's have your top ten violinists. Jimmy Lee out of Slade, obviously, he'd be, he'd be in there, yeah. Stefan Grappelli, don't yeah, worry yeah, about it. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, what's next? It's Graham Beecroft alongside Alan Brazil posing a question to racing expert Derek Tomo Thompson. It's interesting. Musselburgh had a sellout just recently, didn't yep. they? And uh, and the courses up there saying we we're trying to work together here to make sure that we have meetings close together so that trainers can send their horses up yep. on mass, so to speak, and race them uh, on three consecutive or not the same horse, but they can race their horses on three consecutive nights, maybe at different courses. Tomo from Scotland to Ireland. Interesting piece yesterday. Alan, not at all interested in an answer to that question, was he? Really brilliant interruption. <laughs> I think he was right there to move it on to be. Fair. It may well have been. Yeah. yeah. So, um, is this me? This is. Uh, we're going to get the news for you now. Yes.
Barcelona were also held two apiece, with Aspanyol levelling very late. Sevilla also drew, so it all goes down to the last game of the season, with Real Madrid <clears throat> clear favourites. <clears throat> <laughs> I can't say Honest anything game. about that. Game. Hardest game in the world. Honestly. <laughs> and finally, I'm much Andy. worse than that. Bloke. Yeah, of course you are. And finally, it's Alan Brazil talking Olympics. And I'm delighted to welcome Sir Stephen Redgrave and Dan Tanny Gray Thompson. <laughs> damn! Damn! Damn, Tanny Gray Thompson. <laughs> nothing like a damn, of course. Uh, Alan's memorable performance of that know song. What damn, Tanny Gray Thompson made of that what, intro. Yeah, I don't know what she said. Anyway, there we are. We dusted him off from 2007. We'll have some more clips of the week pewter for you <laughs> next was week. really good, the last one. So, uh, we did ask you about Eggy handshakes today. Uh, Chelsea brought on uh, a young player, Michael Golding, the other day. And the fourth official who was seeing him onto the field, he shook hands with him to congratulate him on his debut. Then when he put an arm across him to stop him coming on, <laughs> the young lad thought it was another handshake, so he went in again. <laughs> uh, you've Let been telling us your eggy handshake stories. Jamie in Bournemouth says, me and a couple of mates attended a meet and greet one of our sporting heroes, Ronnie O'Sullivan, last year. Backstage, we got to meet him. And me and another pal shook his hand without any fuss. But the last of our group, my mate Ryan, went in for a fist pump, but then changed halfway through to the handshake. But Ronnie, by that stage, had offered the fist, which went, <laughs> Ryan proceeded to shake his fist. Basically rock, paper, scissors. It It was. (laughs) Jamie said we've never, ever let him forget it. So beautiful. Um, So what other ones have we had here? Um, Yes, when I was about 14, um, Mm. this is Terry, the Arsenal fan, went down to West Ham's training ground to get Ian Wright's signature. Uh, Upon meeting Rio Ferdinand and getting his autograph, I became completely starstruck and said, oh, cheers a lot, cheers a lot, instead of thanks a lot. Uh, He just laughed in my face and said, mate, that's not even a saying. So there we are. Um, Thank you very much, uh, Ian, for that one. Mm. So uh, what else we got, Andy? You got anything else from your extensive Uh, list? I very much enjoyed Victoria Beckham's uh, new beauty routine mm-hmm. uh, it involves putting a bucket on her head. Really? Uh, the fashion designer and singer, 49, who cares, posted a snap on Instagram showing her in bed wearing a helmet emitting LED lights. She said, more is more with my skincare routine from LED rights to D... LED rights? LED you got lights. the rights to LEDs. <laughs> LED lights. So she puts a bucket... With yeah. LED lights in it, on her yeah, head. There's, there's a picture of it there. There she is with a bucket on her head. What? So what does it do? What does the LED bucket from the pavilion end? LED bucket. What does it do? The press they are so obsessed with the Beckhams. I mean, the press are. What about you? Well, I come on help it. I read the papers. So I've got I a story every out. day. Well, I mean, no, one where, nobody loves the Beckhams more than me. There's one way of stopping it. Just stop reading them out, Andy. Romeo Beckham is moving out. Apparently, from home. Okay, yeah. What's he moving to? Why do they think anyone cares? I mean, I'm clearly do. No, I'm sort of moderately interested in David and Victoria, but really, I don't care what their (laughs) children do whatsoever. Okay, well, fair enough. Just a quick one of these. Eggy handshake. Started a new job. Walked into the office, and my new colleagues were standing around talking, so I joined the group. One of the guys there put out his arm, I Mm. assume for a handshake. I later found out he had a bit of a nervous tick and would just stick out his arm for a couple of seconds. (laughs) By which stage (laughs) I'd Seized it. Most unfortunate. Very eggy handshake. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, Mark, the West Ham fan on eggy handshakes that I used to work at Cheltenham Racecourse. Former jockey Rob Thornton came into the office. He shakes my hand. My colleague also stood up, went in for a handshake, but Rob completely blanked him. 
My colleague tried to save face by going from a handshake straight into raising his hand to calmly stroke his hair. <laughs> we have never let him forget it, says Mark in a very wet chooks. Yeah, that's not good, is yes. it, really? When meeting my girlfriend's mother many years ago, put my hand for the usual greeting. She, however, put her hand palm down. Um, I guess she wasn't royalty, but still stooped my head for a polite kiss. <laughs> Needless to say, the hand was withdrawn and look at disgust directed to... You don't kiss the hand of your girlfriend's mm. mum, do you, really? You shake the hand of your mother-in-law, do you? I, think you, you might, I don't know why she went in for the royal... I don't know, I mean... <laughs> It's been a long time, Andy, from your point of view. Can you remember the first handshake with your mother-in-law? I certainly can't. <laughs> I don't think I ever It's not the sort of thing you get really. a card from Clinton's for, is it? <laughs> Congratulations really. on the first handshake with your mother-in-law. I've got no... I can't remember this, it at all. This was a strange letter written to the son by Mayor Henry from County Antrim. She yes. says, it's about Wayne Rooney. She says, it looks like the dole queue for Wayne Rooney now that he's been sacked as Birmingham City's boss. I mean, hmm. I don't think Wayne's going to go on the dole, is he, really? I wouldn't think so. Wayne was a Apparently, Apparently, job signing on, wouldn't he? She's I mean, decided this. Wayne, no. Wayne was apparently never happy at the Championship Club. You don't know that, do you? Yeah. And nor given a chance by the fans who sang, Wayne Rudy, get out of our club. Mm. Well, I don't think they sang that straight away. But as my granny always used to say, a bad workman always blames his tools. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they also granny. say you're only ever one payday away from losing your home. But I doubt that Wayne will have to worry about that. And I'm sure it won't be long before the former Manchester United and England star is snapped up by another club. So it starts out <laughs> as a real kicking for Wayne Rooney, and in the end it's a sort of I pat know. on the back. It's a real conflict of a okay. letter, isn't it? <laughs> it's like a psychologist. Um, did you see that in the FA Cup this weekend, uh, 15-year-old lad Rory uh, Finneran came on for Blackburn in the game in a different shirt. I oh, mean, no, he's, I he's a triv question for the future. He was in a sponsor. He? he was why? in a sponsor-free shirt. Oh, do we know why? Yes, we do know why. Okay. Should I give you the answer? Yes, please. Uh, because um, the company on the front of the Blackburn shirts at the moment uh, sell vapes, and oh, he's only he's fifteen. 15 of so course. to play in the game, he couldn't have any sponsorship no, on the enough, on the front really? of his shirt. Yeah, what about that? We've got uh, Mike Ward coming on later and we'll talk an, a bit of Brighton with him as we always do. We certainly will, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just keep turning these players up. Jao Pedro, what a season he's having. Yeah, he's, he's not very a good, a brilliant player. And the underrated Pascal Gross, I mean, really is a brilliant player as well. They just somehow manage to do it all the time. Brilliant. Um, what else have we got for you? Um, yes, where am I? I had something for you then. Do, 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 do. Yeah, the TV choices. It'll be interesting to see what the TV choices are for the fourth round. We always have the obligatory mm. Manchester United, which we've got tonight. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Oh, no, if they get Eastley, if they get Eastley, they'll be on the telly, won't they? We so know that's going to be the case. But um, I mean, yeah, the I first... do hope that the uh, the small, you know, the two non-league teams actually do get, especially if Eastleigh, if they get through, get decent draws. It'd be great, wouldn't it? For yeah, Maidstone to get somebody like you. That. Fancy Maidstone at home, Andy? Certainly at home. I wouldn't fancy Maidstone there. That pitch, that would be no big team will fancy going there no. and playing in that situation. Well, the draw we got for you this evening before we bring you uh, commentary of the game between Wigan and uh, Manchester United this evening here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We turn now to a little bit of non-sporting TV, if you can squeeze some in. What's worth watching this week? Mm. Um, Mike Ward, Brighton Hove Albion supporting uh, TV reviewer for The Star, joins us. Good afternoon, Mike. Afternoon, guys. Um, so Brighton in that in the hat for this evening as well, Mike. You excited mm. about the prospect of that? I am excited about the prospect of that, actually. I think... Um, 
I genuinely feel we're sort of doing better than I expected, bearing in mind the distraction of that European competition, because mm. that could have made our season go a little bit, um, you know, off the boil. But, we're, you know, we're OK. We've got a lot of injuries, but um, I'm looking for... I sort of hope we draw Sheffield Wednesday. What? Why? That's a bit random. Why is that? <laughs> a friend I've Colour known, clash. To, friend I've known for half a, <laughs> half a century. We, we used to play um, uh, Sabutio playing Sheffield Wednesday against Brighton, kneeling oh. on, on the ground when we were kids. Did you use the same? Did you have home and away kits or two home We kits? did. Uh, do you know what? I did buy all the kits. And uh, because we didn't have, uh, didn't, we weren't sophisticated enough to be able to put it on an actual board and put it on a dining table. So we were on the carpet and we knelt on a lot of players. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. That was always a problem, wasn't it? I mean, so many. Yeah. I mean, we get players now with cruciates and uh, hamstrings, but yeah. being knelt on was probably the, thing, the whole indignity and then glued back together slightly on the skew. Yeah, the glue, just the weight, it just was never the same again. No, they, they never quite, well, that's uh, they never quite trained injuries. on after that. But he could also get the, the annoying thing, I, I appreciate this is not what I'm on to talk about, but the annoying thing is he could get the ball to go over the wall. He had a great, this, this friend of mine, he had the ability to flick the ball and get it, lift it over a wall. Wow. And into into the net. So Sheffield was, Wednesday were dominant in those games. I very much so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, yeah, I I lost every. I, I normally just gave up in a sulk, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Now, um, <laughs> no change there. There's been something of a TV phenomenon in the last week. We I don't think we could overstate the no. effect that Mr. Bates versus the Post Office has yeah. had. Um, I mean, this has been bubbling along for a, not, a long time, and then suddenly yeah. it will emerge again as a media story. But uh, this four-part TV series, uh, yes. pretty. I mean, just it was the number one story in Anna's bulletin just now. All the fallout. From yeah, it. if you haven't, wa- anyone who hasn't watched it, please watch it because it's extraordinary. It's on ITVX, obviously. Um, you can catch up with it. Plus, a documentary uh, about the, the true story, which you know uh, explains it, it, the background, dating back twenty-five years. But it's one of those things. I, I, I when I watch this, it actually makes your blood boil it does <laughs> it, it really does, does. the mm. appalling treatment by you know these awful awful people and the way they treated you know ordinary f- couples and families and people just doing their their business and it really i think it strikes at the heart of how a lot of people feel helpless in in the face of these big corporations and not only that but the lack of accountability um and well, I'm just ranting, but no, I'm no, saying but the same also thing. The fact that you think the post office is this genial thing, yes, yeah, that cozy. They thing. deliver the letters in all weathers and yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. But the way your post, you be- would like to point out, this is nothing mm, to do with it. Isn't anything to do with him, but the it, way yeah. they behaved was just appalling. And yeah. what's frustrating is that people, in, like you see Sunik now getting on the bandwagon yeah. and talking about. This is a chance for them to do something. And what you don't want is that in, in a year's time they're having to show the thing again because nothing's happened. Yeah, you know? it is the chance to do so. Any, politi- any politician from any party right now should just say, well, do you know what? If we're in power next, we're going to pay these people every penny back. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Don't care That's what, what party you are. No, you probably win a million votes straight off for doing yeah, that. Absolutely. Because people are so angry and, yeah. you know... You know, disgusted. Telly is a force for good, Mike. You know, it's not oh, yeah. always the case, is it? But this no. is uh, this it proves. I mean, if you think of the way people watch TV now, the idea of something being on a terrestrial channel. I mean, so many people are it's so fragmented. Yet to yeah. have this kind of impact is pretty rare, isn't it? It is, and it's a reminder of of the fact that you know we talk in, in sort of sort of quaintly old fashioned way about how you know in in generations past we'd all sit around and watch watch TV together, and people would talk about the same thing in the factory, the office, the bus stop, whatever. The next day, and 
okay, we weren't all sitting and watching this thing at the same time. But if something has that impact, it's out there. And actually, the joy now is that if you haven't watched it at the time or you didn't cut on at the time, you can go and find it. It's on there. It's on. Mm-hmm. You know, ITVX is free to, to access, and you can you can discover it for yourself. And the yeah. petition. I was last night. I was on YouTube. There's a petition uh, to have the uh, the former CEO got the the you know the CVE mm-hmm. um, f- for services to the post office, which is just beyond belief. Um, <laughs> To be stripped of it, and I was watching the the numbers rattle up. You know, to hit a, a million, wow, uh, you know, mm. signatories, and, and it's, it's it's gone to one million one hundred thousand as, as we speak, and uh, it touches on such, something that's absolutely at the heart of what we are as a society, as a mm. community. It mm. touches on something you know so raw that even if you haven't food, even tiny little details like when these people were ringing up the helpline, we've all sat on. on on the phone waiting for helplines and being frustrated beyond belief. Mm. And these are tiny little niggles compared with these people who are relying on this helpline for their livelihoods and being treated with total contempt. I'm ranting a bit now. Yeah, but they're, they're, well, they're the only one, apparently. As, as <coughs> yeah, Mike sorry. said, it is available to watch on ITVX and, uh, yeah, um, mm. people should watch it back. Very powerful bit of TV. Um, Silent Witness. Talk yes. about uh, This is from, you know, game-changing telly to mm. enduring telly. 27 series. Is yeah. the 27 I'm, I'm series. I'm a big fan of this. I've, I've watched most of them. and uh, But I did get a bit confused when... Um, her name Emily Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia Fox. Amelia Fox. Amelia Fox. Yeah. Fox. Was in Madame Volpe. Yes. <laughs> I got completely. I thought she was investigating murders. I thought she's going to do her own post mortem. Yes, she does. Very it's confused. A, it's a it is quite shot. confusing, isn't it? Because sometimes if you've got a role in a different show where there is a bit of an overlap in the subject yeah. matter, you yeah. kind of your head doesn't quite adjust to the different things. No, no. But yes, twenty second uh, twenty seventh series. So what they're doing, as they tend to do now these days, is it's become a bit of a January staple. So they have a new series, and they're nearly always two parts. Yeah. So you've got double episodes tonight and tomorrow and then another one next week yep silent yeah. witness back 9pm on BBC One tonight and Wednesday this is a bit on the nose in light of the past week after the flood with yes. Sophie Rundle mm. uh, a mystery thriller what channel is this on this is ITV yeah I just left that out to see if you could guess okay. but it's, yes, it's, none it's, it's ITV um, Sophie Rundle and uh as of Wednesday, after the first episode, all all the episodes are available to stream. So all six parts are available after nine o'clock. But it's basically set in a, a fictional Yorkshire town beside a river. The river bursts its banks due to torrential, relentless rain, catastrophic uh, consequences. But within, you know, and obviously there's loss of life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, along with that, uh, she plays a, a police officer who dis- who's there when uh, a body is found. It turns out to have nothing to do with the flood. So there's that mystery. And then her involvement, she basically wants to become involved in a case which is beyond her remit and uh, starts to do some private sort of probing of her own. Mm. I've looked up uh, the, the name of the fictional Yorkshire town because you can't beat the name of a fictional uh, yes. Yorkshire town like in a, a drama. Yorkshire town, yeah, they've, they've just they've gone quite route one. They've gone waterside. They have, yes. Waterside. I know, okay. I know. Uh, so in case it, you're wondering why it flooded. It had to be done, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm. Grantchester, if you like detectives, it's, how many series is this? Robson eight. Green. This is wow. eight. Robson Green. So this is the one where Robson Green plays a sort of, um, he's a World War II veteran who's a cop these days, set in the 50s. I think mm. it's actually just moving into the 60s now, just as Call the Midwife is nearing the end of the 60s. So we always oh, yeah. have to have something set in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, the sleuthing vicar. 
who at the moment oh, is... There's is, so many of them. There's Sister Boniface, there's Father Brown. Who Father are all these vicars? They're getting involved. Who's in the church anymore? Yeah. <laughs> they're all solving crimes. Oh, yeah, or becoming chief executive of the post office. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, so nine o'clock, um, ITV1 on Thursday. Then uh, on Saturday night, yes. uh, father and son duo Bradley and Barney Walsh uh, revived gladiators. Have you had a chance to have a look at yeah, one Yeah, I've of dipped these? into this. It's 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 a bit strange because it, it sort of just start. You sort of expect them to make a big deal. Look, it's gladiators back up, and they just start as if it's another Saturday night. Oh, here's gladiators, it's, and it, here's us presenting. It. No I, sense I'm, of the heritage of the show. No? Not really. I mean, it just it feels very much like watching an old episode of Gladiators. <laughs> the format's not exactly you know radically changed. There's a bit where you get a, a sort of camera in the locker room afterwards, so you get a bit of the post bout banter kind of thing uh i'm not quite sure what purpose that says i'm not entirely but that's sure that's a new thing they've got that a mastermind at the end of mastermind the winner has to go on and say oh well, yeah i couldn't believe it when clive told me i'd won you think oh for goodness sake <laughs> what's <laughs> the point of that same with weakest thing they all got this this sort of like little extra bit yeah know? we yeah. have to sort of a little bit oh, of personal personal insight and mark clattenberg former premier league yes. referee mark clattenberg is is the ref so he's the one wearing the old stripy top he is he? yeah absolutely that they can they couldn't get mike dean so yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't yeah. get Mike. Is that Dean. what he says at the end? <laughs> Referee Mark Clamberg brackets. We couldn't get Mike. Dean. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but Bradley's a safe pair of hands, isn't he? So I imagine he is. Imagine yeah, that's great. Well. I, I was, yeah. Not the obvious choice, I would have thought, but um, yeah, yeah. Why not? Who would you have gone with then, uh, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on the righty. Did it? They did it because my righty when he was working here did it, and he kindly. My son, yes. one of my sons and his friend went along and watched it recorded. But yeah, there, there was a reboot. This is the third time it's been back. Yeah, isn't well, it? there you go. People I'd like forgotten it. that, actually. Yes, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dancing on Ice is Yeah, Dancing on Ice Sunday night. I'm fascinated by this whole thing about Holly Willoughby. I think Holly Willoughby is a perfectly decent presenter, but I don't get this thing like all the bosses are battling for a signature. Yeah. How many people sit down and watch a TV programme? Maybe she could do a job Holly for Arsenal. Willoughby's watching it. They're battling for the signature. Has that ever happened? <laughs> somebody Goes, Shall I watch this thing? Oh yeah, I think I will. Holly Willoughby. I do doing think it. that, but yeah. but do you not think that about a lot of programs? The, if it was the Holly Willoughby show, I it think that would. Well, yeah. you say it's the dazzling smile that her army of fans have well, been yeah. missing from. What army? Of army. Fans? You've seen, you've seen army. her army. You've seen the Willoughby army, haven't you? <laughs> wandering, wandering the streets late it. at night. Anyway, our old mate Eddie the Eagle Edwards is on it. He, he was, is. We spoke yes. to him the other week, and. Um, he was spending a lot of time on his backside. It, it, not like ski jumping, apparently. No, it's okay. not. It's all new skill. It's harder thing. landing, I'd imagine. Who are the yeah. favourites, Mike? What's the betting? Uh, well, I, to be honest, I haven't looked at the betting. I've just looked at the um, <laughs> who's on it. Um, <laughs> so Greg Rutherford's on it. Two MBEs. Two MBEs. And Ricky, first Ricky Hatton's doing it. Ricky Hatton's he? doing it. Yeah. No, uh, Ryan Thomas. He's yeah. in everything. Uh, Adele Roberts, Claire Sweeney. Uh, yeah, and some other people. Okay, brilliant. And some other people. No, um, yeah, our own Sam Metaface was commentating. But does. thank you for moving so quickly on to Dancing and Ice. So I didn't have to come up with a witty suggestion as to who should host Gladiators. <laughs> okay, I I just, okay, well, I'll, I, leave, I I'll expect you to reply well, later. Holly on Willoughby, soon. obviously. Yeah, Holly Willoughby. Yeah, yes, right. absolutely. Yeah, why not? Um, thank you, Mike. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. Uh, so there we are. This Mike Ward, Brighton uh, supporting uh, tea review for the start. Looking at some of the non well, I say non sporting tellies, Dancing on Ice mm. and Gladiators. That's. It's fairly athletic. Oh, isn't yeah. it, really? You want to watch the footballs on this week? Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Oh, Andy Jacobs, I understand. Oh, yeah. When's the football on? Friday, I'll get you the exact 
time when, okay. when I find out. Andy Jacobs, here. Jason Andy Jacobs Cundy. and Jason Cundy talking Chelsea. It's a bit with too Chelsea, I think. Arsenal yeah. supporting comedian Ian. That was the idea. That was a Chelsea themed show, wasn't it? it? Was, yeah. Be a bit much if you didn't really mention them, would it? Yeah. With an invited audience. But anyway, <laughs> watch Andy and Jason in action with Ian Stone on Friday. I'll take this on BT. Is it? Um, it well, is. TNT. TNT. I do apologise. Yeah. Uh, TNT. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was uh, the staff this afternoon show. I'm back tomorrow with Charlie Baker. Andy, um, your return on Wednesday. Yeah. With Charlie, I'm off Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, but do hope you can join me and Charlie tomorrow. If not, uh, the podcast, as always, will be available at four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.